Hey friends, have you ever caught yourself in a little bit of a style slump per se? You know, you look around you and you see all these women that look beautifully put together and you're just wondering, how did you do that? Where did you buy the thing? What's in style and what's not? If that resonates with you in any way, shape or form, you're going to love today's chat where I'm joined by transformative style and image coach, Courtney St. Clair. And this is actually our second conversation or chat together. If you enjoy this chat, you may wish to tune into episode number 52, where we went into how to manifest success through style. In this episode, we are going to go into how to dress our bodies, where to find the things and all of that kind of stuff. So if you're looking for practical, tangible advice to amplify your style and fashion game, this is the episode. So without further ado, let's get into the chat. Hi there, and welcome to the Anita Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Rombo, and this is the podcast for growth-oriented women to have authentic, real talk. Nothing is off the table here, but as an intuitive self-relationship coach, you'll find the content gravitates towards mindset, intentional action, spirituality, and all things wellness. So if you're ready to learn, laugh, show up, and glow up to be the best version of yourself, grab your favorite bevy, settle in, and we've got lots to chat about. Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Need a Chat. Today, I am so excited to welcome a guest to the chat. We are welcoming Courtney St. Clair, a transformative style and image coach. And I am super pumped to have her for many reasons. One, we met at a business event not too long ago, and it really struck me how We both believed in the same big mission, helping women show up as their big, bold selves. We both really love everything, energy and manifestation, but we went about supporting that transformation in others through very different ways. So for me, as you know, through listening to this chat, it's a lot about spirituality and self-growth. And Courtney is all about her image and how we present ourselves. So super excited to welcome Courtney to the chat. Courtney, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Courtney St. Clair. I am a transformative style and image coach. And so I'm a stylist, but I don't believe in just dressing the outer body, although it is a very important part. Our image and the way that we portray ourselves is part of a much bigger picture and plays a much bigger role in manifestation in our self-growth, in our identities, in our confidence overall. So I believe that style needs to start inside, right? It needs to come from the heart and it needs to be led with desire. And I can't give a formula for that like I can for, you know, how to dress your body shape. So what I do is I lead women through the style self-discovery journey so that when they do apply the physical elements of style, which I also teach because they go hand in hand, It's in a way that truly serves them, right? It supports the ones they want to become so that they can step into their full potential and become magnetic. That sounds amazing. And I have, full disclosure, no clue when it comes to style. So I am struggling and I'm hoping that you'll be able to help us today with giving us some styling tips. Definitely like how to style for your body shape, where to shop. Um, but I find like I'm a bit in a time warp. I feel like I'm 20 and young at heart, but I don't want to dress like a 20 year old. And I'm certainly definitely not, you know, old frumpy mom either. Right. So <laughs> striking that happy medium is super important to me. So selfishly, I am hoping to get some styling tips from you. Can you give us some things that we can walk away from? Okay. 
Okay. So once you actually discover, you know, what you want your next level version to dress like, you actually want to start dressing like her every day. But there are those practical elements that you want to take into consideration. My goal is when a woman looks in the mirror after we've worked together is that she is just completely lit up by what she sees, right? And that means that you're going to need to take these practical things into consideration, right? So the first thing that you want to take into consideration is body shape. There are six different body shapes plus combination body shapes. And clothing is basically all smoke and mirrors. So different design elements create different optical illusions on your body, which you can use to create either harmony, balance, and proportion, all of which are really pleasing to the eye. So you want to ask yourself, which areas of my body do I love and I want to draw attention to? Anywhere that you place any sort of detail is going to draw the eye to that area. So prints, colors, volume, pockets, zippers, any sort of detail is going to draw attention there. So if you want to add fullness to an area of your body, right? Let's say you're really full busted and you're more narrow through the hips and you want to add some fullness to the hip line to create the illusion of more balance between the top and bottom half of your body, you would want to wear things on the bottom that are either lighter or brighter colors, things that have ruffles, things that are metallic because they reflect light, things that have pleating, or things that have larger prints. So there's high-density prints and there's low-density prints. So a low-density print is a larger print. So it takes the eye longer to move between the images on the print, which makes the area appear larger. Okay? And if you have an area that you want to minimize the appearance of or camouflage an area of the body, vertical stripes will pull the eye down and over an area, especially if they are more of a low-density stripe. So lots of stripes together. Dark, solid colors. V necklines, ruching that gathers, and those high density prints will all create this effect because it'll just pull the eye over that area of the body because um, it has nowhere to focus, right? So I actually yeah. have a free body shape guide. So if you want to share it with your people, it will help you learn what your body shape is and as well as give you three stylist tips for how to dress it. I then also have a full self-led program that leaves no stone unturned in helping you learn how to dress your body in a way that allows you to look in the mirror and say like, is that really me, right? And it's really about you and how you desire to look. So if you're somebody who is curvy through the hip line, it covers how to camouflage the hip line. But if you are somebody who is, um, once loves that aspect of your body, you know, you're curvy through the hip line and you want to flaunt it, it gives you the information on how to do that as well. So it plays to both sides on which areas you want to highlight and which areas you want to camouflage and create that balance, proportion, and harmony in your body in a way that you want to see. Amazing. I can't wait to check that guide out. And definitely I will link to that in the episode description. So with that being said, like what are your must-have go-tos in the closet? I'm approaching this from I want to be able to wear it during the day, possibly repurpose it into evening. I want it to be practical that I could wear it with my kids, you know, so I could use it for mom life <laughs> and work. Like, what, do you have any kind of tips for how to build our wardrobe with some solid pieces? 
Yeah. So I have a list of basics that I like to share with women. So basics are the foundational building blocks of your outfit. And many, many women lack a solid foundation, um, solid selection of these foundational pieces of these basics because like, to be fully honest, like they're just, they're just not as fun to buy. Right. But one of the main reasons we often feel like we have nothing to wear is because we're lacking a simple basic piece to put the outfit together. These pieces, these basic pieces make your wardrobe functional and they're also extremely versatile. Usually you would want to get these pieces in a neutral color. So black, grays, nudes, navy, and white. But unlike most lists, I'm not going to tell you exactly which colors you should have or how many of each item you will need because I believe those are personal and unique to your own individual style and vibe, right? If you are somebody who has a bright, bold, colorful style, your basic colors or for your basic pieces might not be a neutral at all, okay? But you want to ensure that your wardrobe includes at least one of each of these. A pair of jeans that fit like a glove a silhouette skimming t-shirt, a fitted blazer, a sexy but comfortable pair of high heels, a pencil skirt, an A-line skirt, a little black dress, which is the only thing I'm firm on color with, a silk blouse, classic cardigan, a knit sweater with a flattering neckline for you, a simple pair of flats, a sleek pair of sneakers, a pair of slim fitting trousers, a pair of wide leg pants, a cami, a classic button up, and a turtleneck. And you can buy these pieces in whatever style and cut suits your vibe and flatters your body shape. And having these pieces in your closet is going to allow you to build killer outfits with your fun, trendy, and statement pieces with complete ease. Okay, so this explains why I need help. <laughs> I probably don't even have half of what is on this list. So I think you're giving me a good excuse to go shopping before my birthday. Thank yeah, you. when you try to just work with those trendier and statement pieces, like you're in the kitchen and you're trying to cook with just like spices. Like it's like, yeah, not, like fun little things that you add to make it more fun. But you need that, you know, you need that piece of chicken to put the spices on, right? You need that, you know, basic piece of clothing to build from. So true. So true. Okay. So now we know what we need to build on. Where do we find these things? Do you have any particular go-to stores that you recommend? So I always recommend buying the best quality you can afford, especially in those basic pieces that we talked about because you wear them the most. So cost per wear is a really good principle to follow when it comes to value versus cost, which is when you take the price of the garment and divide it by the number of times that you actually anticipate wearing it. So it's funny when you talk about cost per wear, I use this term, I use cost per wear in my rationalizing when I'm going to buy something expensive, like, oh, but I'll wear it. I'll make sure I wear it at least 10 times. And that means it's really X amount. But I feel like that's more scarcity mindset, not abundance mindset when I'm thinking the way I'm using it. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, again, I'm abundance and scarcity, you still want to be smart with your money, right? You don't want to throw caution out the window and be like, what's spend on whatever. You want to make sure that what you're investing in is good and that you're going to get a good ROI on where you're sure. Right. And that's, that is just smart. And I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of go wrong with, with abundance mindset is we, 
want to feel like it's this endless flow and that we don't need to pay attention or care, but it's that respect, right? When you're in a relationship with somebody, you have respect for them and you want to ensure that, you know, when you're with them and the things that you do with them are equally valuable to both of you. So, you know, if you're saying, I'm going to buy this, you know, piece of item here and it costs, you know, it's $1,000 handbag and I'm going to carry it all the time. And then you, you know, save it for a special occasion again. Why? That's your, you're buying from that scarce place as opposed to, hey, you know what? This is a thousand dollar handbag. I like, I like to use sunglasses for example, because I love designer sunglasses. I have a pair of Tom Ford sunglasses that I bought eight years ago. I think they're like $700. I can't even like the cost per wear that I've gotten. They're worth like I've made money off of them. Like I was <laughs> at least probably a hundred days a year, if not more. Like they're like my go-to sunglasses that I grab. So that's a smart investment. And I knew when I bought them that it was a good use of my money and that I was going to get. You know, it was respectful. It was a respectful exchange. I think when you fall in love with a piece, you just know you're going to use it, right? I'm a very careful shopper. I find, well, for maybe, maybe your style guide will help me or your body shape guide, but it takes me forever to find a piece of clothing. And I like to go through all the stores and see all the best things and then make a decision. I really take a long time. But what I do buy, I really, really cherish. Like I put a lot of thought into it. And even if I feel like that time that it's a bit of a splurge, I know I'll use it because it makes me so happy that it passed my test kind of thing. And that's how you want to shop. That's exactly how you want to shop. You want to be intentional with what you're buying, right? You don't want to have this, what I like to call you, you know, the shiny object syndrome where you're just buying whenever you want intention and strategy to go into your closet because that's how you know what's going to support you. And that's how you know that all your pieces are going to mix and match together beautifully. That's how you know that you're going to wear them. And you're not just buying things to stick in your closet to hang there that you're never going to use. And then the next time you go to purge your closet, you you get rid of them all, right? Mm-hmm. Or you keep them just in case, which is another uh, scarcity thing that we do inside of our closets, keeping things just in case. So your favorite place to shop, do you have any favorite stores? So I have an H-shaped body. So that means that my bust, waist, and hips are fairly in proportion to one another. So I don't have a lot of waist definition and you probably commonly hear this referred to as the rectangle shape. So what a lot of women don't realize is that brands and designers actually cater to specific body shapes with the way that they cut their clothes. So my favorite places to shop won't necessarily be the best for women who have body shapes that are different than mine. So when we look at two of the most popular retailers, fast fashion, H&M and Zara, which are great places to get your trendier pieces. You know, the quality isn't horrible and the prices are affordable for most, which is why they are so popular. But H&M cuts for women who, like myself, are fairly straight. Whereas Zara generally cuts for women who have weight definition and curvier hips. Doesn't mean that I can't shop at both places, but it means that pants for me at Zara are generally a no-go because if they fit in the waist, they're going to be too loose in the hips. And if they fit in the hips, they're going to be too tight in the waist. But if it's something that's A-line, then I'll typically need to size up from where I would be at H&M. I'm sort of, I really like to shop at. I love Aritzia for basic. The quality is great. The fabrics feel like butter. Nordstrom is a really great place to shop for higher quality garments that also caters to a wide variety of overall styles. And they carry different brands which means they cater to multiple body tapes. Um, someone who wants more of a boho vibe for their style 
anthropology and free people are really great. Someone who wants more of a glamorous vibe, Marciano and guests are really great. You want sophisticated and elegant, Banana Republic, Melanie Lynn. I always find it a little bit difficult to recommend places to shop to an overall large audience because of the body shape factor, but also because each woman has different desires for her overall vibe. And then, of course, budget. Amazing. There is so much that I've just gathered from this in terms of how to how to approach my overhaul. First, I need to invest in some key basics. And I need to figure out my style. And I always say that my store of choice is banana, but I wouldn't like I resonate with banana, but I wouldn't resonate with Melanie Lynn. So it's just funny, right? Because and then there's some moms that I look at them and I'm like, how did you put that together? I love their style, but I don't know what to call it. So I guess I guess I'm still a little bit of trial and error and just kind of shop around, right? So what you would want to do is when you see a woman where you like her overall style, start to think of adjectives or words that you would use to describe it or look at exactly what it is that you are drawn to. If you're like, oh my God, I love her style because, you know, effortlessly put together and really, but you can be effortlessly put together and have very different style vibes, right? Like you could have somebody who's effortlessly together and has this like beautiful, minimalistic, clean, simple style. And then you can have someone who looks effortlessly put together who has this really like boho chic style, right? So there's like different things. The effortless comes from actually having that strategy inside of your closet. Putting in the effort. effort. <laughs> and it, it, you, yes, put in the effort up front so it becomes effortless. It's like setting up, you know, automations and stuff in your business. You have to put that effort in at the beginning and then it kind of, you know, fuels itself and carries itself. <laughs> And that's when it becomes a little bit more effortless, right? It's effortless yeah. style. Looks effortless, <laughs> but it requires effort up front. But look at what it is that you're drawn to about these women. It looks effortless, but there's probably a specific aesthetic that you find that you're more drawn to that you would want to replicate for yourself, right? It's okay to be magnetized to a woman who is well put together, right? It means that she's yeah. confident in who she is. And you can love different kind of style vibes and aesthetic, but not want them for yourself personally. That is true. All kinds of styles. I love it. I love when I see a woman fully owning her bold, you know, expression of self, but it doesn't mean that I want to wear that exact outfit for me, but I can appreciate the way that it looks and be drawn to her magnetism, right? But when you see one, a woman that you actually really are like, wow, like I would love to be wearing, you know, that outfit versus wow i would love to be that effortlessly put together like you actually would want to like have that little clothes in your closet look at what it is about them that you're drawn to is it the color palette is it the silhouette is it the details what how would you describe the overall aesthetic of her style and that's a good place to kind of start pinterest is another really great way to actually go through and pin things, but you're not just pinning things that you like, right? You're pinning things that you actually could see the next level version of yourself wanting to wear, right? And then you go through and you look, what is the common theme that I see here? Is there anything sticking out? Is there anything That's so interesting? Long, right? We use Pinterest like, oh, I like that. 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 Again, you can like things and appreciate the way they look, but not want them for yourself personally. So interesting because I use Pinterest for house, like decorating my house and recipes. I've never thought to use it for clothing ever. So I think that's a great place for me to start. Great resource to start. Yeah, for sure. 
So I really enjoyed our chat today. And as we wrap up, I want to ask you one last question. And that is, so I'm a personal results and success coach. So I like to ask all my guests what their definition of success is. And what is one goal that you're currently working toward? So my personal definition of success isn't based upon any sort of individual accomplishment, right? It's not something that you achieve. It's something that I think you become. Success is very much an energy, a feeling of fulfillment and joy across all areas of your life and as you continue to grow and evolve. So one goal that I'm currently working towards is actually increasing my impact by reaching even more women with my work. I believe so, so strongly in the transformative power of style and self-image because of my own personal experience and the amazing results that I've seen with my clients. And I would love for all women to actually be able to experience this, to completely revolutionize the way women get dressed, not to just, you know, look cute on the surface, but with strategy and with intention and desire to become all that they were put on this earth to become, like the fullest expression of themselves. So more speaking engagements like this one. So thank you, Anita, for this. You're welcome. My as well as working towards other media features and guest publications. I personally don't like to impose strict timelines for my goals because I feel like it adds unnecessary stress, which kind of sucks the fun and joke out of the process. But I just decide what activities are aligned with the outcome that I desire. And I focus my intention and attention on doing those things. And I just trust in the timing. The goal always manifests sometimes sooner than I would have liked, sometimes a little bit later. But if you keep watering your seeds, they're bound to bloom when the time is right. I couldn't agree more. I totally believe in your timelines are not necessarily the universe's timelines, but everything happens at the right time. And I totally love and appreciate your big, bold vision. I hope it comes true for you this year. Thanks so much, Courtney, for being on the show. I'll be sure to include your style guides and, and your contact information in the episode description. And I'm sending so much love to you, my friends. So with that, thank you for tuning into the chat and we will see you soon. For now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita Chat Podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating, and type in a few words. Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you. Thank you.